Hi everyone, this is your host Harmit, and you're listening to Tobin Talks. Welcome back everyone to Tobin Talks. Today we'll be finishing up our introduction to the Manitoban while talking to our managing editor, Grace. But before we talk to Grace, let's do a quick news recap from the October 5th edition of the Manitoban. First up, UMSU has scheduled an internal referendum on October 27th and 28th. During these days, University of Manitoba students will vote online on whether we want to continue our membership within the Canadian Federation of Students, otherwise known as CFS. There will also be a polling station available in University Centre for students who are unable to access a computer. UMSU President Jaron Rikus said that he believes leaving CFS is in students' best interest. Read the article by Matthew Merkel to find out why. Chief Returning Officer Eric Johnson, who is in charge of overseeing the referendum, outlines the rules and procedures for voting. Up next, as of October 1st, the provincial minimum wage is $13.50 per hour. The provincial government plans to increase it to $14.15 in April 2023 and to $15 by October 2023. Read the article written by Colton McKillop to learn what Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives, CCPA, had to say about these numbers. UMSU Vice President Advocacy Victoria Romero states that the increase is long overdue, but $15 is not even enough to be a livable wage. She noted that the student population is a demographic that is very vulnerable to financial hardship and that this is especially true for international students with higher tuition rates and other marginalized students. Speaking of financial hardship for international students, a contributor to that has been the lack of free international student healthcare since its 2018 repeal by the governing progressive conservatives. On Wednesday, September 28th, International students, student groups, and opposition parties gathered at the legislature to demand free universal health care for international students. According to UMSU Vice President Advocacy Victoria Romero, John Reyes, the Minister for Advanced Education, Skills, and Immigration, said he was unable to attend the rally. On the same day, he posted pictures on Instagram posing with international students at the University of Manitoba. Romero also stated that scheduling meetings with Minister Reyes has proven very difficult. Check out the article by Colton McKillop to read testimonies from U of M students. Speaking of politicians, mayoral candidate Jenny McCallock chose to not wear a mask during the September 16th Environmental Forum. This forum was held at the Fort Gary campus at the University of Manitoba, a place with a mandatory 24-7 mask policy. In her opening remarks, she stated that she is done wearing masks and social distancing. According to Miranda Novak, a U of M spokesperson, the event's organizers and participants were made aware of the mask policy and that it was the organizers' responsibility to enforce it. Check out the article by Jillian Brown to read what else Novak had to say about Mokkaluk's actions. Lastly, Many events were held at the U of M last week in honor of the second annual National Day for Truth and Reconciliation on September 30th. Some highlights were UMSU's Truth and Reconciliation panel and College of Nursing's Orange Shirt Day Walk, both on September 29th. 
I'm Sue Indigenous Students Community Rep and UMISA Communications Coordinator Ishkode Kachaway encouraged both Indigenous and non-Indigenous students to participate in these events and follow UMISA Council on IG to stay up to date with upcoming events. Check out the article by Matthew Merkel to read about the medley of emotions that Shauna Mulligan, an instructor in the Department of Indigenous Studies, experiences around September 30th. Well folks, that's it for the news recap. Now let's go talk to Managing Editor Grace about the Manitoban. Grace, say hello to our listeners and let them know your name and pronouns. Hello, my name is Grace Ann Pazin, and my pronouns are she, her. Nice. So, let us know how you're feeling today in about three words. Um, good, tired. <laughs> I don't have a third one. That's okay. Can I say fatigued? Yes, of course. Hey, I think it's different. So, you are the managing editor at the yes. Manitoban for this academic year. Yep. So, tell us about yourself outside of the Manitoban, though. What are you studying? What do you do for fun? Who is Grace Ann Pazin? I'm Your a... initials are Gap. I know. That's so cool. Actually, when I was a kid, my, my parents used to buy me sweaters because Gap was Because of the yeah. Gap! Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> yeah. adorable. It's customized. Um, it's, yeah, so it yeah. used to be my story. That's um, adorable. So I'm a PhD candidate in the Department of English, Theatre, Film, and Media, and uh, I'm supposed to be wrapping up this year, so I should be defending uh, next either winter semester, spring, fingers crossed winter, but yeah. again, that's on me and my brain. <laughs> yeah. My dissertation on is on uh, gender technology, so like, why do we have Siri and Alexa and Cortana, and there's, you know... There's no Bob there's, and Joy. Yeah, yeah. And boys come with examples and I'm like, yeah, yeah, but like they're not our mainstream, you know, whatever. And so um, I get to study Hal 9000 because apparently he's the excuse tech companies use saying, oh, well, we can't have male robots because of Hal. It's like, that's the weirdest. So that's what I do. I'm a bomber super fan. Ooh, so you're a sports uh, ball yeah, fan. I'm a sport, I love my <laughs> sports ball. I love Ooh. the blue bombers. Uh, the joke is. We, I always said, like, we had a blood pact because the last time they had won was 1990. But that was the year I was born, and then they didn't win. And it's like, we have a blood pact. You have to win for me. So they, they won. Oh, my gosh. They won in 2019, the rest is history, and other they might repeat. So that's, nice. yeah, that's very exciting. And then, yeah, and then, I don't know, I just, I, I like listening to music. My yeah. favorite band is the Kings. I'm a Lady Gaga fan. Nice. Yeah, Respect. Cool. Yeah. Respect. These are yeah, good. Right. I approve. And, yeah, and the weekend and yeah, and stuff like that. I approve of who you are. Oh, that's good. I like yeah. So yeah. coming back to the Manitoba. Yeah, sure. How would you describe it to someone? Maybe like a first year who comes up to you. How would you describe it? By the students for the students. So news by the students for the students. Um, that's the that's my catchphrase I've made for the Manitoba. Yeah, so we're literally a student paper made by students at the university, and so we cover everything. We cover the news on campus, and we cover, you know, if you have a comment piece, if you have beef with something, you know, please email the beef to us because we will publish it. Mm-hmm. Um, we cover arts, which I think is super important because uh, a lot of kids, when you're on campus, especially like first, second year, and you don't know what to do, or like if you've especially if you've moved here or it's the first time you're in, like, student housing, you know, arts will be like, hey, there's this cool show going on this week, you should go. And then they go, oh, sweet, I can go. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, sports. And, of course, I love sports. And so, yeah, people go watch game porn on them, and we have some 
really like cool award-winning athletes here so that's really fun to cover what would you kind of how would you talk about like the weekly process that we go through here it's it's not that com it feels complicated i think when when like someone comes on board and we just sort of throw all the stuff at you but it's really not that complicated so wednesdays is the meeting where we get together and say this is what we're gonna write for the paper yeah, and then we sort of just follow those stories into the weekend, and so everything's submitted sometime over the weekend, so either, um, depending on this, it depends on the section, so either Thursday to like, Saturday, and then on Monday night we put the whole darn thing together after editing it, and if you are a vol- if you want to volunteer, or if you want to become a reporter, like, it's not that scary, like, you do your work and hand it in, and then the phantom powers take care of it and put it, put it in the paper. Grace is one of the phantom powers. I'm pretty friendly as a phantom powers. <laughs> nice, nice. Phantom powers should be friendly. Yeah, yeah, they should be. Yeah, so we just spoke briefly about your role. You are yes. the managing editor, mm-hmm. so how is that different than, say, like an editor or a reporter? Like, what do you do? I I essentially manage the people. So Jill's editor-in-chief, she, does, she manages everything. <laughs> And then um, it's sort of my job to manage the people. So if you're a volunteer, you email me. <laughs> um, I will I will then set you up with a an editor. So that's what sort of um, uh, like differentiates me from the editors. So there's the dedicated uh, section editors. So the news team does their news. Arts editor does arts. And then I'm gonna go. Hey, I saw this really cool story. You should or like yeah, like a concert or something. Hey, you know, arts editor Alex. Who's awesome, by the way. Um, <laughs> shout out hey, you Alex. Should, yeah, shout out to Alex. Like, hey, you should write on this concert or this book or whatever. And he goes, yeah, for sure. So that's sort of what I do. And then I do have a lot of work, though, because I do, I look over everything before it goes in the paper. So I edit, I have to edit everything that goes in the paper. So it is much uh, more of a, a task than editors who just have to look over their own section. I always find it so funny because you're the managing editor and it always just comes up as me. Yeah, it's me. me. I know, it's so weird. <laughs> it reminds me of though. Homer Simpson when he's like, for M.E., my entertainment. <laughs> like, oh my god, okay. Oh my god. <laughs> That's true. That's yeah. funny. So give us like a brief history of your history with oh, the Manitoba. my history. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, his face went, what? There's <laughs> too much history. Um, with my history, oh for sure, uh, I was first hired um, in 2019 as arts editor. Uh, that was so much fun, honestly. Then 2020 rolled around. Uh, <laughs> things crumbled. I was Emmy for a very short st- stint uh, in the summer of 2020. And there was just too much, it was just too much going on, pandemic and everything. I had to take some time off. And then I came back last year as an arts reporter, which was kind of, it was a lot of fun in the way of, like, I hardly had any responsibility. Like, it was just right. like, you know, I just wrote what I, like, hey, I saw this, or, like, I watched this cool movie, can I write on it? Yeah. And, um, editor at the time, Shadow Chalin, um, <laughs> was like, yeah, for sure. So uh, that was fun. And then... Especially going um, from that, like, editor, like, yeah. heavy... Like, yeah, because I had tasks. to like I had to read over the whole art section before, and now it's just kind of like, oh, I'm done. Like, yeah. <laughs> give it to Shay. It almost feels like less work. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> maybe that's how people's trajectory <laughs> should go. <laughs> to go down. <laughs> no, and then um, this year, uh, I don't. I I actually wasn't even planning on working at the paper, and Jill sort of reached out to me and said, "Hey, you should apply for managing editor." And um, so it's kind of cool. We have this cool like girl power. I feel like Spice Girls girl, <laughs> girl power thing going on at the paper now. Yeah, so uh, that's fun and I don't know I don't know if there's been or or not the, the double 
double female EAC Emmy. I could be wrong. It could have been, but I'm not sure. Because we've, we've had so few EICs who were women. Yeah. Yeah, so. That's really cool. I, I know, know I know. I need to look into that. I meant to look into that, but yeah. <laughs> my PhD so too. <laughs> I was a too stressed. Yeah, that that's way. really cool that you yeah. guys... We're like kind of semi-making history. I don't yeah. know. I, no, you yeah. are. Not semi. You so, are. That's really cool. Yeah, that's cool. And, like, kind of through all that time, like, what kind of pushed you to stay involved with the Manitoban? Like, what's kept you here? Um, really great people to work with. Everyone's super friendly. Uh, you make friends here. You make friends for, like, life here, or, like, at least, like, last few years. Like, I'm, I'm still friends with everyone from 20, the 2019 staff, so yeah. that's pretty phenomenal. And then for me, in particular, I just, I love arts, uh, so, because, obviously, I've referred to culture twice, but um, I just love it so much because it's so important. I even read, wrote an editorial one year on how... Like, they're trying to defund the arts all the time, and then these same politicians go home to Netflix. <laughs> it's just like, um, okay, yeah, because arts aren't important at all. Yeah. So it's just sort of that drive to be like, hey, arts are cool. Like, let's, yeah. <laughs> So you found that it was, like, a really positive experience for you to kind of be at the front of that, being yeah. like, here's why arts are cool. Like, you got yeah. to write about exactly and pinpoint, like, this is so cool. You're saying arts aren't cool? Yeah. Here, let me give you this. Yeah, and, like, local stuff. Like, I love being in the loop. When you, it's really cool when you get to like know artists and musicians on like first name basis, and they're just like, "Hey, Grace, want to like review this album?" And it's like, "Heck yeah, I do!" Yeah, that's <laughs> so. Really cool. Yeah, it was it's a nice community overall. Yeah, and you did yeah. that for this this week as well, right? Like you, you I, reviewed and I totally did. I reviewed. Oh my god, I'm shouting at everyone. Booter is a great band. Go see Booter, but also go see Alex's band Jamboree because he's. <laughs> Our own, our own art. Double editor. shout out for Alex. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a band, he's a drummer. So very cool. We love that. Yeah. So what what advice do you have for students who are kind of looking at the Manitoban and going, "This is cool. I didn't know this was a thing." What would you say to them? Just literally reach out. You don't have to come to us with an idea. We can always pair you with whatever section you want to write for. Some some people do, which is awesome we we love when like i got a comment piece this week about like someone wrote a great comment piece and sent it to me but i totally if you're just really nervous you can reach out and i can you know say hey news team can you give this volunteer story or it goes both ways it's not just you have to come to us fully prepared um and then and then we can help you out and it, it does develop your writing skills because you are going to sort of see like what it how it's being edited down there's a lot of flexibility there with what you want to do and like how often you're able to do it like that's on your own time yeah yeah Yeah, that's super that's super positive so what would you say is like the ballpark for how many articles you've written and interviews you've conducted throughout your involvement with the manitoba i I don't know so a hundred (laughs) i guess a hundred or more okay probably oh my god probably Okay. Oh my god, probably over 100. Yeah. This is so funny, because everyone's responses have been, like, so different. Oh. Like, I feel like some people are, like, to- like, I-, I think Jill was like, <laughs> oh, like, probably less than 50. Like, Jill is totally oh my god. under the mark, probably. And then Matt was like, oh, like, you know, 70, 60-ish, and you're going to 100. You guys are all we're over the place. We're <laughs> all over the place. It's just because I was editor. Yeah. And then reporter, and then now, like, I've written so many editorials as well. Ooh. Yeah. So, 
I'm not sure. I'd, I'd say it's a hundred. It has to be a hundred. Okay. Nice. Or if it's not, by the end of this year, it will be over. <laughs> it will be. It will be. You'll be at your hundred mark. Yeah. You know how in resumes, yeah. they're always like, you got to boost it with numbers. Yeah, yeah. There'll be like hundreds of articles written. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not plural, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. As soon as you get to a hundred, you can put the S in there. It's just an extra letter, right? That's true. That's true. Yeah. So out of all those articles you've written, did you cry writing any of them? Um, I didn't necessarily know. Okay. But I do have to say, I got way more, I wrote, uh, one of my first articles ever was on death photography. Oh. And while, uh, so, like, Victoria Desert Photography, so, like, I know, like, Google it at your, like, uh, Google it, but, like, trigger warning. (laughs) So, um, that was just a tradition in Victorian culture. They take pictures of dead, sometimes they draw in eyes, which is honestly made it worse. Um, and not that I uh, cried, but uh, I was given a picture of, like, he's in the paper, so wherever it exists, this exists somewhere. <laughs> I was given a picture of a young man, and I did get emotional over that, because I just thought, like, like, I was writing it, and I, I was approaching it from such an academic standpoint, and then when I was, like, faced with, like, the picture that was going in the paper, yeah. I was kind of like, oh! Like, yeah, like, there's humans behind this. Yeah. <laughs> which sounds... Um, and it's just simple, like, why didn't I think of that before? But, um, yeah, it just sort of hit me. I was just, and then, yeah. because I'm, then I'm, I've been looking at, like, I'd been looking at that guy all, all the week I was writing it. So it's just, yeah. it became sort of personal. Yeah, so it wasn't yeah. necessarily crying, but it definitely pers- that got really personal. I was sharing his intimate moment. Yeah. Sometimes, like, as you're writing something, it, you kind of forget what it really means. Like, and it sounds like that's what happened to you. And you kind of had that moment of, like, wait. Yeah. This is like a real life person. This was a thing. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. I think it's. I think it's too. It's just because like through academic training, you have to yeah. be so objective. Yeah. So I approached it all of it this objective thing, and then hit me into the person. I was like, oh, jeez, this is serious. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. really. Oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know it's, made you. I don't know if it's like heartwarming because it's like death it's, photography, I know, but, it, but it's, it's a little bit like that reminder of humanity. Yeah. Know, so. Yeah. It's like a bittersweet yeah. thing. Yeah. Definitely. For sure. What would you say is one of your favorite articles that you've written? Well, that's probably my second favorite. Mm. Um, my first would have to be the Falcon Lake UFO. Oh. And that's the, it made the front page. It was like my first front page, which was a big deal. <gasps> It was basically the U of M archives now have what happened at Falcon Lake. <laughs> but what's totally bizarre is I know a bunch of people who lived in the community of Falcon Lake when it happened. And it's not just some, it's not some bizarre event that ended up with like radiation poisoning and all this stuff. Yeah. Like the, the people I know, who, like they've said like it was a very weird time, like like the government showed up in town like this tiny little town in the white shell and like they were just like studying all this stuff like it's such a bigger story it was just it was really cool to having like heard that my whole life and then I finally got to write about it and I tried to really focus the story not so much on the event like yes it's awesome the event happened in the archives now uh like the shirt that was burned and everything but I got to just, I focused on the story, because the story is really phenomenal. And it was a really intelligent, educated person it happened to. And uh, what I love about his son is carrying the story now for him. And he's, I love his son. He said, like, no, my dad would never say it was aliens. He'd just always be like, what was that? Like, 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, I love I loved that part. It wasn't immediately like, oh, that was a flying saucer. Right. It was just like, how can we make this scientific and make sense? And it was yeah. during the height of the Cold War, and it was just like all these factories. It was a really cool, it was like a fourth fourth dimension story. I don't know. Like, fourth, yeah. <laughs> you know, it just, there were so many parts, and then there was that weird personal thing I, I have from people who lived there at the time. And yeah, they, uh, he was not the only person who saw something really weird that day. And oh then, God. yeah, it's just, it's, it's a fascinating story. And it's still unsolved. Like, yeah, it's wild. That's that so, is a and long then, time. Yeah, and then it was on the front cover. Whoa. <laughs> the papers. I was just like, oh, this is so cool. Oh my gosh. So, yeah, but going on to you've done a lot of art stuff, yes. as we estimated, somewhere yes. about to become one hundred. <laughs> yes. Somewhere there. So how do you kind of decide what to feature? Because in my mind, when I picture arts and cultures, like that's everything to me. Yeah. So how do you how do you kind of discern what's important? What needs to go this issue? What can you talk about later? What goes on in your head when you're deciding these things? First and foremost is, when is the concert? So we have to <laughs> right. get, because sometimes you have to publish something one week just because that's, someone's, like, album is gonna come out, like, right after it's published. So we gotta get this out in the world being like, hey guys, please go to this album release party. Yeah. So there's sort of simpler things like that. Same mm. with movies, especially, like, documentaries or something at the Cinematech. It's always nice to, like, know when it's coming out. Yeah, and then other stuff. I don't know. Uh, the fun part about culture is you can kind of like stretch it. <laughs> so mm, I've okay. ri- I've written on the Boston Terrier and Pug Rescue, Southern Manitoba, and their yeah. playgroups, and like <laughs> they're they're such a great organization. Oh, well, this was before the pandemic, and um, I'm sure they're going to be reintroducing it soon. But you could literally just go and hang out with, like, Boston Terriers and Pugs and, like, French Bulldogs. Whoa. And, like, I know. And so, like, for, like, $5, you could just sit on the floor and be mauled by dogs for, like, oh my gosh. three hours. And just so, like, that was part of the, like, what can kids do that yeah. aren't necessarily, like, album or movie or whatever. And so yeah. that's how I sort of. That's how I went about it. And then, yeah, with culture, like, technically that's kind of culture. Because, huh. I mean, you're supporting a charity, so, right. you know, it, you know, it's technically good. And the dogs, I love those dogs. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's yeah. a good point about, like, but, culture yeah. is part of every single, yeah. like, social norm we have. Every single thing we do is informed <laughs> by our culture. Like, that's that's Absolutely. a nice little, like, you can just write about what you want, kind of. Kind, yeah, yeah, kind, <laughs> like, yeah, kind of. Until it becomes news and then we have to put it in the news <laughs> section. That's but, true, um, yeah. I think, yeah, so uh, first and foremost, I always went with what can I tell university students what's on and, or what they can do. And then with the dog article, I, I spun it. I know that sounds bad. This sounds like we're trying to do, like, spinning. Really but, like, I spun it as mental health because they know you get, like, happy chemicals happen in your brain when you pet dogs. So okay. I was like, okay, this is a mental health initiative now. Yeah. Like, go go pet the dogs. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Stress. It's like, I'm yeah. just imagining, like, a commercial. Stressed from exams? Yeah. Go pet the dogs well, for five ninety nine. Yeah, because they bring in puppies, right, uh, yeah. during the exam. So I was they like, do, this is yeah. a time, like, that's outside of those times where you can literally just go and pay and sit down yeah. with people's dogs. They yeah. will love you. Of course, as they will, as they always do. Yeah, that's really cool. So being a PhD student, how does that sort of inform your work and give you a unique perspective to a lot of the other writers at Manitoba? For example, like 
your recent editorial on August 10th about U of M would fail service inspection or your editorial from January 2020 about gendering of gadgetry where you were talking like specifically like kind of about your research and what you've done so kind of how those like unique ideas kind of sprout from your unique experience. Well, I think being a grad student is a unique experience um, because it's the first time universities semi-care about you. Like, I know that sounds terrible because when you're an undergrad, go about just getting your BA, right? Like, that's your sort of initiative. And then with the grad programs, suddenly there's like a project involved. So people care about deadlines and whatever, and so that they sort of check up on you and stuff. So I do think I think like a grad student, and I think when I'm working at the paper, I assess also, because I know we cover so much undergrad stuff, mm-hmm. I do try to push, like, everyone's mind, like, hey, we should, like, bring in the grad students, because, right. like, we are a populace here, we're, you know, we're not as big as any undergraduate class ever, because <laughs> there's a bunch more, obviously, by numbers, undergrads, yeah. and, um, but, yeah, just sort of bringing that in, I'm always interested in how things affect people that, like, you don't think would affect people, so that's, like, that's why I'm talking about gendering machines. Yeah. Um, and so I also think of that way when I'm pitching stories to some, like the editor sometimes, and just like, this is affecting people, you know, like, it, like this is an object, but it is affecting people. So it's sort of how I, yeah, I go about it. And then, yeah, and then always, bottom line, how is it affecting the students? <laughs> yeah. So it's sort of, I guess it is sort of, I have an academic approach to <laughs> um, putting things in the paper. I do like that I'm a grad student on staff, for sure. Yeah. And there's just that more diversity. yeah. And especially with, like, I don't think a lot, like, tuition's going up for everyone, and what happened with the editorial I wrote on the grad tuition is, like, this, ha- I, this happened, and I don't actually think undergrads knew that happened to the grad students either. Yeah. So, like, it's sort of, like, informing people, like, no, no, we're, we're basically all in the same boat. Yeah. But <laughs> you know, these like just yeah, just of... because you know someone's an MA or a PhD, it doesn't. We're still students, yeah, and we're still you know all suffering from. Well, <laughs> well, we have to band, sort of band together, you know, and yeah. you know if we have to <laughs> talk to administration or sign petitions or whatever. But like, it's just sort of a reminder of like, no, no, we're we're all students, yeah. even though someone might seem fancier. Let's band together, guys. Yeah, let's band let's together. Band together. <laughs> let's all just vibe. That's yeah. what we're going to do. Yeah. I like that. I think that's all my questions. Sweet. Do you have anything you want to add? Any message for the viewers? No. Okay, <laughs> Not cool. really. That's um, okay. Uh, read, the, read the Manitoban. You can volunteer. Uh, we're, we're still hiring for quarters this year. Um, mm-hmm. And if you don't get that, please volunteer because it's just, it's great. I And... The more perspectives, the better. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I really hope that you enjoyed the news recap as well as the interview with our managing editor, Grace. Remember that if you ever have any feedback, suggestions, or if you have any thoughts about what you want to see in future episodes, or maybe if you want to be featured or you want someone in the community to be featured, please feel free to email me at audio at themanitoban.com. I am so open to all of your suggestions and I'd love to feature you guys. As well, our Halloween episode is coming up soon. So if you want to submit any spooky stories, any, you know, spooky poetry, anything of the sort, 
please send those all my way. I'd love to get you guys to come on board and share those with the audience. As well as if you have any other ideas for any cool, you know, additions that you want to hear of the podcast, please let me know. You can access the podcast on all your podcast listening platforms, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the rest of the above. You can follow The Manitoban on Instagram at The Manitoban, as well as access our website, themanitoban.com, to read the digital version of the paper. That's it for today's episode. See you next Thursday.